Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Skywatcher What's Up webcast. We do this every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here at the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel. We cover everything from what's up in the nighttime sky to equipment to helpful tips and tricks. And of course, at the end of the month, we have a special guest on to talk about their specialty in the field of astronomy. Um, now, today we're going to be doing an equipment talk, if you will. We're actually going to be talking about software today. Um, we're going to go into detail about our SinScan Pro app. Now, I was going to put a whole presentation together, like a PowerPoint, like I normally do, and kind of cover it, but I thought it would be better to just do it live with the software. So my presentation today is literally going to be walking us through the app. Um, now, the SinScan Pro app is available on multiple devices. Uh, we have it for both uh, Apple iOS, uh, for your your device, smart device like a iPhone or an iPad, and we also have it on the Android uh, app store as well for the Android devices. And then finally, we have it available on Windows. Um, I'm sorry, we don't have anything uh, for a Mac uh, at the moment. I, we are pushing for it, um, but that's taken a while. So. Uh, anyway, uh, the SinScan Pro app is free. You can download it at any time, and it works with any of our Wi-Fi-based products. Uh, so that could be like our new Star Adventure GTI, which is back here, which I'll be using for our demo today. Um, our very popular AZ GTI, AZ GTEs, um, our new FlexTube Dobbs that have the built-in Wi-Fi um, on them. Uh, or anything that is a go-to mount that has our uh, SinScan Wi-Fi adapter. Um, you can convert any of our go-to mounts to a Wi-Fi-based system as well, and all these functions will apply to those mounts. So uh, as you can see right here, I have our app open. This is the SinScan Pro app for Windows. Um, it looks very similar on the other devices as well. But let me just give you a basic overview. This is the home screen. Um, so obviously we have our alignment, star, deep sky, utility, user objects, and settings. Those are our six main buttons. And then down here we have our arrow buttons um, that allow us to let me uh, move them out. Um, obviously rate five is very slow. So um, so these are your basic control buttons uh, for moving your mount. Um, on the left and right portion of the screen here, you're gonna see these smaller buttons. These are our speed buttons. So if I press down, you'll see the number here in the middle change. One being the slowest, you could actually go to zero. Zero being the slowest and nine being the fastest. If you're um, used to the SinScan hand controller, this is very similar. However, there are some advanced applications um, that the app, I feel, does better than the hand controller does. Obviously, there's more development going into the, uh, the app at the moment, um, so you get some of the more advanced features uh, in the app. So if you want to change your motor speed, um, you would check out these arrows. Um, right here, there's one on the right, one on the left, and then your speed is indicated by the number in the middle of the control arrows. So like I said, we can go all the way down to zero or we can go all the way up to nine and with nine then we can just hold down the button and then there goes our mount in the back there um, so anyway that is how you basically slew uh, your mount and do the alignments and all that fun stuff back there um, it's very similar to the hand controllers 
if you have any of the sin scan uh, go to mounts let me get myself back into my start spot there we go so that is the basic overview of the home screen right there you just have your main your six main uh, buttons up there and then you have your control uh, buttons down here so hopefully that's uh, pretty self-explanatory now when you're first getting started you have to connect whatever the device is going to be so whether you're doing that through your windows pc or laptop like i'm doing right now that can either be done through a wireless connection like wi-fi or you can connect hardwired uh, and use the app as well especially on like a windows based device um, i have my star adventure gti in the back it's plugged in via youtube or uh, youtube usb so i have a usb connected to my computer over here and then i have this connected to the built-in usb on the back of the mount some of our more modern mounts um, like the eq6rs the az eq6 uh, eq8rs they have a built-in usb on the side panel of the mount you can then take a usb b and plug right into the side of the mount and then connect to your uh, pc and do all the controls with the SynScan Pro app uh, that you see here, which we're doing right now. Um, you can also do all those same functions uh, with a regular mount that doesn't have Wi-Fi um, or the USB connection. We do sell the SynScan USB adapter. Um, they're like 20 bucks, they're cheap. Um, and that basically replaces the hand controller and gives you a direct USB connection to where if your mount doesn't feature a built-in USB hub, you can still use the SynScan Pro app on Windows, or you can go wireless and do Wi-Fi, uh, depending on what exactly you want to do. So, before, once you know that you want to set your mount up with the SynScan Pro app, we need to kind of figure out how to make that connection. So, when before we can do any of the basic alignment features here. So, if you've just set up your mount, that doesn't matter if it's Altaz or Equatorial, if you've just set up your mount, we need to do our connection. Now, before we jump into that, we want to make sure that our mount is set up correctly. For Equatorial mounts, you need to have the mount polar aligned and in the home position. Now, Skywatcher home, the Skywatcher home position is the counterweight bar down, telescope aimed north. That is the start position. All equatorial mounts need to be in that position. For Altaz mounts, or the Dobsonians, the telescope needs to be aimed north and horizontal, sorry, horizontal to the ground. So you want to do that if you're using uh, AZ-GTI, AZ-GTE, um, an AZ-EQ6 or AZ-EQ5 in Altaz mode, uh, or any of the Dobbs. They need to be level and aimed north doesn't have to be dead on north but the closer to north the better so those are the start positions for those two types of mounts once you're in the start position because it's the software and your hardware on your telescope are going to assume that they are in the correct position if they're not your alignment's going to get all screwed up and it's not going to point correctly um, but once we're in that start position we can go in and set everything up now the way we do this is you want to go find the cog here in the bottom right corner, the settings button, and click that. 
and there's uh, the 0010, it's called connect settings, right here in the middle. You want to go ahead and connect or click that. This is going to open up your connection settings. Now this defaults to network, which is over here. Now network is assuming that you're using this via Wi-Fi. This same setup is available in all three variations, iOS, Android, as well as the Windows um, connection. Most of the time, if you're going to be using this wirelessly, um, your the default settings are going to be perfectly fine. So when you switch on your Wi-Fi based mount or a mount that's got a Wi-Fi adapter, when the power goes on, that adapter is going to start emitting a Wi-Fi signal. You can then get your smart device here, go into your Wi-Fi settings and find the Wi-Fi setting that says SYN scan and it should have a relay of numbers and letters after that. Connect that like you would to any other Wi-Fi signal. Once your phone is connected to, once your device I should say is connected to that Wi-Fi signal, you can then go into here. Again, this is setting, open up the app, go to settings, connect settings, and just make sure that if you're using this via Wi-Fi, that your network setting is selected. You're also going to have to tell it which way the mount is set up. Altaz or Equatorial, there's a drop down menu right over here. Click that. It's kind of weird how it does it here. Um, the drop down menu puts it at the edge of the screen so you guys can't see it, but over just over out of screen here, there's a little drop down menu that says use EQ or use um, AZ. We're using an equatorial mount. I'm going to go ahead and select equatorial. You see right there it says use EQ. There you go. Now it's configured and ready to go to connect to that. Now this is if you're going to be using it in a Wi-Fi based system. Um, right now we're actually going to be using this as a, uh, a direct connection. But if you've got this all set up, it's on network and you're doing Wi-Fi, you could then come back and hit connect and it the app should identify your unique Wi-Fi settings and once you hit connect it should turn green and it connects to the mount now in this case we're doing a USB direct so we need to change the setting here this is really going to be if you're using it as a PC based system and you've got a direct to USB uh, connection so we're gonna go back to connection settings we're already in there, but now we have to switch over to serial right here. You don't really have to mess with any of the resend tries, readouts, or serial port name. It usually defaults to where it, it likes it. Um, just make sure use EQ or use AZ, whatever version of the mount you're using or amount you're using. Make sure it's set to the right thing. Now we've set it to serial. We can go back and hit connect and it should be happy. Um, and it'll give you this solar warning that you shouldn't look at the sun. So you can see up there, it now says equatorial mode and it's all happy and ready to go. Now, sometimes if it, I should go back. The application here is not going to connect if it doesn't have the location of the mount uh, set up ahead of time. Now, if you're using a smart device, especially like a phone that uses GPS automatically, it's gonna automatically look for that and fill in the data there. If you're using a tablet that maybe doesn't have that connection, 
or a PC like what I'm using that doesn't have a GPS unit on, you might have to go into location and fill this in manually. Once this is all filled in correctly, uh, you can then go back to your connection settings and you're good to go. Um, because you cannot connect to the mount until it knows the location of the mount. Um, if you have a smart device that does have the GPS on board, you can hit the little switch right here that says uh, use location sensor. That's your GPS on your smart device. Turn that on, it'll automatically fill your location. You don't have to worry about it. But if you're using like a PC that doesn't have that, that's gonna be off and you're gonna have to manually go in and switch this uh, to whatever your settings need to be for your location. But once your location is filled in, the connection can be completed and you're ready to go. So now that we have our mount set up and, um, I'm sorry, let's see. I have a Skywatcher Flex Tube 250 feet with Freedom Find. The GPS is off by 13 plus miles. Is it? It is correct in my phone. Um, okay, if you have a GPS, do you have a SynScan GPS and it's off by 13 miles? Or is your phone's GPS um, off? Um, whatever is the more accurate, use that. Um, Usually, there's no way to use a SynScan GPS if you're using a Wi-Fi based system because the SynScan GPS have to plug into the bottom of the hand controller. And in this case, we're not using a hand controller at all. So there's no GPS unit that should work with the Wi-Fi configuration or the SynScan app because there's no place to plug it in. So the only way you can use GPS is through your smart device and you might want to make sure that that's correct so uh looks like some of the windows are different than the ios the layout might be slightly different uh they should be pretty similar though um with all of them let me double check uh, my phone here yeah they should all be the same um layout there uh, you might want to double check that you're on the latest build of the app as well anyway uh, if you guys have questions today that are um, within the topic of what we're talking about, throw them in the chat because this is, there's a lot of stuff we're going through today, um, and that'll be nice to have. So um, once you're all set up, you basically need to start aligning your telescope. And alignment, obviously, is the alignment button, the telescope with the three stars. Go ahead and click that. That takes you to the alignment side of things. And we have our standard stuff. We have our one star, bright star alignment, two star alignment, three star alignment, align with sync, and then there's reset. Um, one star is obviously the most basic. Um, the thing I like about the app is it gives you a major selection of stars in comparison to the hand controller. Um, so there's a lot of things you can choose from in here even planets. Um, you can actually align on the sun as well if you have the proper filters and we have a proper setup and I'll show you how to unlock that. Um, one star is basic. That's all you really need to do to get started. If you're gonna do imaging and you're gonna move the control to maybe something else, a one star is all you need to really sync something up in the nighttime sky. Um, you could do that if you wanted to. Uh, bright star, that's uh, obviously going to give you a selection of bright objects to align on. And there's two points 
in there so it's a little bit more accurate and it also really revises the list of objects that you can align on so if you're a beginner and you're not sure what you're doing uh, the bright object alignment might be easy because there's a lot of stars in the catalogs that you might not know so that one's easy uh, two star alignment that's even better um, now with two star alignment it's gonna take two stars on the same side of the meridian um, it's not gonna flip the meridian um, so it, it does okay it's better than a one star uh, but the most accurate version of course is gonna be your three star because it's gonna be two stars on one side of the meridian and one star on the other side of the meridian and that helps kind of lock things in as well then align sync um, this is something you can go back and edit and redo um, if you've got various stars that you might want to change up you can actually sync on every object you slew to in the app which is a big thing that I like about the app so let me just uh, I don't know I think we're not far Beetlejuice um, so we'll just do a quick alignment here so I'm gonna choose a one star here's my list of tons of stuff um, I'm just gonna go ahead and hit Beetlejuice then right down here above your adjustment arrows is begin alignment and then the mount's gonna go off and find whatever the star or object is uh, that you're gonna want to do and it'll give you obviously the location and how close you are in degrees to get there so it's gonna go off find our target and uh, we'll get synced on that uh, some questions in here did you ever find out if you can password the Wi-Fi I do believe you can on this I will dig into that a little bit as well all right so our mount is on well whatever for our demo our mount has found our object this is where you want to go ahead like any other go to mount maybe adjust the speed down to like seven or five uh, do your alignments adjust everything make sure you're good to go now this comes up a lot when you get to your object a lot of people try to select it and say okay I'm on it but the arrow buttons down here are actually blinking now the reason they do this is because you want to hit these so it eats up a little bit of the backlash in the mount makes it a little bit more accurate so before you can select your target go ahead and just real quick boom boom hit those and now we can align on our star so make sure it's centered in your field of view we've uh, eaten up some of the backlash there go ahead and hit the middle bar there to select that we're on it and we've aligned our mount successfully so now we can go and slew wherever we want um, all over the sky which actually brings us to our second uh, button here the star button now the star buttons kind of weird um, because they really should label it with a little bit more information so because you'll notice that we have star deep sky there's nothing about any solar system stuff now if you want to observe the planets and what have you uh, you have to go to the star button so click the star button and there's solar system we have named stars double stars and even comets um, are in there um, there's a big list of comets in there it does download the catalogs the latest catalogs which is really kind of nice that it automatically does it so if you're looking to do comets or image comets um, if you've got internet connection um, it will download the latest uh, collection of comets that are up so that's kind of a cool thing uh, solar system obviously it's got whatever's visible at the moment 
um name stars there's obviously your your big stuff right now vega capella rigel beetlejuice altair all the major stars that you'd want to see are in there um double stars if you're into double stars they have a, a big old list of double stars that you could um observe that are up right now and then of, co of course we already talked about comets um but you know name stars uh we're already in the region so let's just go to rigel i'm gonna hit rigel and if we want to move over to that and you can actually search whatever you want up here as well so we could type in rigel or um you know deneb whatever the object you want to look in there is a search bar at the top uh but because we're on beetlejuice right now and i don't want to take a bunch of time letting them out slew we're going to go to rigel select that it's going to give you all kinds of information about rigel the magnitude constellation um ra deck rise transit all the information there um, but once we're on our object that we want to do we can hit right up at the top there we hit go to um, and then our object's going to go off and or our setup's going to go off and hopefully find it if we've set it up correctly now you'll see right here this bar is still here the sync bar is still floating there this is going to be true for every object that you are observing and then you can actually go in and make some adjustments center it up um those red arrows are back again so if you want to sync it um you have to take out some of that backlash hit that a little bit and then hit sync and then it will add that to your alignment uh right there so you can actually sync on every object that you go to which i really like about the app it's not something that's in the hand controller unfortunately but um that's a great uh, thing that i like about the SynScan pro apps is you have the ability to sync on your object um so that's the star in the solar system comets um that's all under the star button there on the main screen so if you're just new to this and you want to find some stuff in the solar system it's all in here under star and then of course you have the named and double stars um, in there as well so that's all hidden under the star button uh now deep sky targets that's pretty easy and self-explanatory if you want to look at galaxy star clusters nebulas that's under the galaxy logo right over here so you hit that and then there's a drop down menu again it puts it off to the side on mine um but we have the basic stuff messier caldwell ngc and ic catalogs are all in here um so for messier you can type in you know whatever you want uh m45 uh m42 31 you know whatever you want um what's ever up in the catalog there um you can actually do now here's something real quick right here the go to button if the object is up the go to button will allow you to press it it'll turn a color or whatever um if it's not up like we did with m64 because that's up in the evening right now the go to button will gray out you won't be able to do it it will not let you slew to something that is not above the horizon that helps to prevent damage against your equipment running into a tripod um, but you can go in and find all kinds of information there under the more button um, just click that tells you a little bit about your object it's kind of nice um, but you know m45 uh, we're not far from there so we can hit go to and then our objects our system's going to go find m45 right there which should be pretty high up at this point 
there we go close enough um and again there it is right there you can sync on it if you have to make some adjustments with the arrows um there it is the red button's gonna pop up so if you want to sync on your object and you have to make some adjustments make sure you click the red arrows to unlock that so it's ready to go um, then we can hit sync and now we're we're on m45 and we're synced up to it if you want to know more um pleiades visual magnitude constellation messier catalog and some basic locational data is all available right there um, we do have the info button over here which again just takes you to a lot of the same information that you saw there um, but that's deep sky deep sky's very basic catalog um, messier caldwell ngc ic which should handle the majority of targets that you're going to want to look at unless you're like me and you like really weird exotic things um like i don't know there's a variety of things but at that point you're probably going to be moving over to a, another software to control the system there this is just for like general use it does a nice job especially if you're using our system's wi-fi for visual uh use that the four major catalogs messier caldwell ngc and ic that will keep you more than busy uh for years um at that point uh, but yeah that's the alignment star deep sky um that's how you basically slew the mount around find objects in the nighttime sky it's pretty similar to how you know any other system would work for the most part um it's basically similar to how our hand controller it's organized very similarly and based off of that so that's the general function of the app allowing you to control it wirelessly now um, if you want your own objects in there, I'm going to jump through here. We do have user objects. Um, you can set up terrestrial stuff, which I've never done before. Um, it doesn't make a tremendous amount of sense to me, I guess, unless you're set up somewhere with like an AZ GTI or something like that. Um, you can actually have the mount slew to certain coordinates that you preset. So you'd slew it over there. You could save that current position and then that way i don't know i guess if you're observing if you're sitting out in a spot maybe you're observing some like bird nest or something somewhere and you're using one of our altaz mounts but you're going to bounce around you could have the mount slew from position to position and then relay back to that so it's kind of an interesting thing um but for celestial objects um you can put all the information in there that you want um, different coordinates um, you'll need the right ascension and declination but you can put whatever object that you want in there um, you know barnard let me just try something out so if you want like i really like dark nebulas so i want to be able to go in and check some of this stuff out so you know our right ascension for this one would be 17 hours 23 minutes and 30 seconds and then on the declination i don't know if it'll let me do this does do negatives okay negative 23 38 and then it doesn't matter here we can just zero that out add and that's current object you can go in and edit it to whatever you want it to be um you can redo the name up here barnard 72 but yeah so 
that's pretty much how it works right there um, and you can just edit all of that if you want so I don't know why it's not letting me rename it or B72 I'll have to mess around with that but anyway you can edit it and put your own objects in there if there's a list of objects that you like you just put in the right ascension and declination in there so um, you should be able to put in multiple uh, objects there if that's what you're looking to do uh, but we do give you the opportunity to put in your own list of catalogs uh, if you like now that's the general just slew me around point me in different position function of the app but the apps do a lot more than just obviously the generic controls um, if we go into utility which is the toolbox here there's a bunch of stuff hiding inside of here um, first one's information now if you ever want to check the version of your mount or the firmware version that might be listed on your motorboard because sometimes if you're having issues and you write into us we're gonna ask you for that information um, you're gonna go under here utility from the home page you click utility then the eye uh, indicator up here and it's gonna give you a whole bunch of stuff especially if the mount is on and running it's gonna give you all the positions all that fun stuff but if you slew down to the bottom there's version um, the app version is what's going to be listed first so that's the app for running the latest version and then the motorboard uh, that is the latest firmware for the star venture gti at the time of this recording so that's the information that we'll be looking for but that's buried under the information page um, right here if you need to go take a look for that uh, tracking um, you can turn tracking on to various settings uh, there's no tracking if you want to stop it sidereal is the default we do have lunar if you want to switch to lunar like for the eclipse on sunday if you want to go ahead and do that that's all in there um, if you're doing periodic error correction playback uh, the switch is under there and then point and track is only for alt as mounts but you can basically point the mount to whatever it is you want to look to and have it default to that setting but Point and track is only for Altaz mounts. Um, it does not work on equatorials. And I do not have a periodic error correction uh, engaged. So it's not available there either. Um, also, real quick, I should have mentioned earlier, if the arrow buttons are in the way and you want to get them out of the way, bottom right here, uh, these arrows, just click that and those disappear. Um, the next one in there is tonight's best. This is fun, especially if you're new. Uh, maybe you don't know a whole heck of a lot and what's up in the nighttime sky um, it has a bunch of stuff in here so we have planets uh, we have double stars uh, deep sky um, this is going to be a selection of tonight's best objects um, depending on what you're trying to observe some of these are actually a bit challenging uh, some of them are like the Marope nebula that's uh, up in the Pleiades uh, big telescope dark skies um, but a lot of these are doable photographically so uh, but you can search all through these as well but if you don't really know what what you're looking for um, you can go under the utilities and there is the tonight's best uh, it's hidden under there it's kind of a weird spot for it to be personally but it's there so there you go uh, point and go that is another uh, type of tracking for Altaz mounts um, if you really want to go in and play with that, that is something that you can set up. Um, really, that's just allowing you to basically point the mount to whatever it is that you want to go to. And 
it'll start tracking. So that's good for like the AZ GTIs, um, AZ GTEs, maybe if you have a, a Dobsonian. Uh, that's something that you can go in and mess with if you'd like. Um, but again, that is only for Altaz mounts. And if you just want to kind of point something over there and let it track, it's not the most accurate um, setup out there, but you can do that. Um, but that's really when there's nothing, there's no major star alignment. It's really useful for like the moon, the sun, the planets. Maybe you're doing daytime, doing solar point and go will work for something like that. Um, but you're really not going to need it. And if you're doing, uh, star alignments, this probably won't be available either because it's already got the alignment already in there. So it won't. It's only for the Altaz mount, so that's the reason why it's grayed out as well. Um, identify. Identify is kind of neat, uh, this feature. Um, it knows where... So if you go to identify and you're in a region that you might not know what you're looking at, um, you can go under utilities and go to the identify, and it's going to give you kind of a list of various objects that are within the field or within the nearby area um, of your object so that's something that you can go back and take a look at there um but most of these because we're in the area of the pleiades um it's gonna have what's going on here too many buttons open back back there we go um it's gonna give you a list of all the objects that are up in the region right here or near where you're looking so if you have any uh questions on that or if you're in the area, you're not sure what's there. Um, it's going to tell you how far off each object is going to be. And if you want to go there, um, you just select it. So, okay, uh, the Merope Nebula, which is in the Pleiades, we can go ahead and select that. And if we want to go to it, we just hit go to, and it'll slew over to that particular target um, at that point. But at least you know you're near it. So it's kind of cool that it gives you that selection. Uh, let's see. Hey, Kevin and Skywatcher team, if you want to do portable imaging with an AZGTI and EQ mode, what do you recommend for setting up auto guiding either ASI Air Pro Direct or Nina? Um, so, if you're using an AZGTI and EQ mode, I guess we'll have that conversation. Um, I'm a big fan of the ASI Airs. If you're on ZWO hardware, there's no reason an ASI Air wouldn't be the way to go. Um, I think they're great, honestly, especially for the small systems. Uh, they're really hard to beat. Uh, you could use Nina. Um, I haven't played around with Nina as much, um, but if you've got ZWO hardware, like a Focuser and all that, then an ASI Air is going to be my favorite way to go about it because it's the most simplistic way and the cleanest way, in my opinion, um, if you're using ZWO, if you're not, then you have to be a little bit more open to things and you're probably going to be using like Nina or whatever you want at that point. But most people seem to be using ZWO hardware. So I would do an ASI Air Pro if that was the route. Um, so we've gone through these top ones up here. Uh, now we're on Hibernate. Hibernate is... Let's say you're out imaging with your setup and you're done for the night 
and you're going to be back the next night and you don't want to move anything, um, you can go over to Hibernate, this power button. Now, Hibernate is on all of our mounts where basically it tells the mount to stop in the current position so I don't have to realign the next night. Now, in this app, you can actually help tell it to stop at the current position, which in this case is a little weird. Um, I would always recommend the home position, which is right here. Um, so let's click home. My mount's going to slew back to the start position, which is counterweight down, telescope north. It's going to slew back there. And once it's done, the slew is going to stop. We're almost there. There we go. Uh, slew stops. At this point, all your alignment data is currently saved. And this is the little warning it's going to give you. Um, you can then turn off the mount um, and it's saved and ready to go the next night. So you don't have to realign anything. Now, I will mention that in hibernate mode, this is true for all major mounts that use this you cannot move it. it. You can't release the clutch. You can't do any of that because it's assuming that when you turn this on again, it's in that position. So if the mount gets bumped or you move it because you're working on something, you have to realign it the next night for the best accuracy possible. So, um, but if you're in an observatory or at a star party and you know you're not gonna touch it, it's just gonna sit there, hibernate mode probably isn't a bad way to go because it just means it's one quicker step to getting out and observing. Um, now, PM sharing, this is the pointing model from another SynScan app. You can actually import a pointing model so from another SynScan app. Maybe you're at a star party and you've done an alignment um, on another mount. You could effectively import that model to another mount. It's kind of a weird thing. I've never worked with anybody using it. I've never point personally used it either, but it is in there if you need to use it. You can share uh, pointing models um, if you want. So kind of an interesting feature. Not something that most of us would probably use on the day-to-day. -day. Now, uh, the help thing, um, if you ever need help, uh, it has the manual in there at this point. And there's links in there. If you've got internet access and stuff, it'll bring you through. You can basically go through everything that you want to know. Rather than tracking down the PDF of it, you can just go, you know, hey, what's this? And it'll take you to all that information and basically walk you through. It's a built-in manual, essentially. So that's under the help uh, section. Um, so that does that there. Now, advanced. Advanced has a lot of advanced features in it. Uh, number one is the polar scope. Uh, this is our polar clock utility. So there are plenty of apps out there that do the same thing. Polar Scope Align Pro is very nice. Um, there's several of them out there. It's all pretty much the same function. Um, but we have our own because it's our app and why not build it into it. So this is our polar clock that is found on all current production Skywatcher uh, mounts. Please don't call us asking for the old reticle with the constellations in it. It's out of date and it's not as accurate as the polar clock is. So the polar clock really doesn't take a lot of time for you to learn anyway. And it's really what you should be using. Um, so the polar clock here, we see the clock 0369, the grid, which is just what our reticle looks like. And then you'll see a dot here. That's where Polaris needs to be according to the time, date, and location of your mount. 
Now, a lot of people freak out because they look through their polar scope and it's not oriented and the zero's not up top and the six isn't the right, it doesn't matter. Honestly, the numbers on the reticle and the clock do not matter. The only thing you need to do when polar aligning your mount is rotate it to where one of the lines is horizontal and one of the lines is vertical, giving you four even quadrants, upper right, bottom right, bottom left, and upper left. At that point, look for where Polaris needs to be and make the adjustments on your mount, like right here and right here, depending on the mount model, uh, make the adjustments to put Polaris in the correct position within the correct quadrant. That's all that matters. Once you're done, return the counterweight to the bottom, the telescope aim north, you're done. Just ignore the numbers, it's not a big deal. Now, if you're in the southern hemisphere, uh, we do have octans in our polar scope. This will help with that. Um, it shows you where octans needs to be placed uh, according to your date, time, and location. I can't really tell you much more on that because I've never shot in the southern hemisphere, so sorry. Um, now, if you do have a mount that is Wi-Fi connected, especially like the, the Star Venture GTI that has a built-in illuminated polar scope, you can control the polar scopes on, off, and brightness of the LED in the app. So you'll see the reticle here, and down at the bottom here um, is our slider bar. And we can slide this all the way up to 10 for brightness or all the way down to 1 for basically being nearly off or off. Um, but you can control the brightness of your polar scope LED with the Wi-Fi app with the slider just below the polar clock here. If you don't have a mount that has a illuminated, this will likely not be available and will be grayed out. But you can control the brightness in there that is at the bottom of the polar clock utility. Uh, next one, polar alignment. Um, if you need to polar align your mount, maybe you can't see Polaris. Um, very similar to our built-in polar alignment feature on the other mounts. Um, usually this requires you doing a one-star alignment at least. But once you've done that, you can select an object. Um, it'll slew off to that particular star. And then you're just going to follow the prompts in the app, just like you would in pretty much any other software that's out there. You're just gonna follow the prompts there and you're gonna make the needed adjustments on the mount so you can polar align your mount better. This is very helpful if you don't have uh, access to Polaris. Um, so basically what we're gonna do is we're gonna manually center Aldebaran. That's usually by making the adjustments here on the mount. So we've made our adjustments. I'm sorry, you're gonna use the arrow buttons uh, let me go back here. So let's slew to a, there. Um, you're going to center the star using our arrow buttons here. Click the red, hit it there, it's centered. Now that we've centered it, usually the mount will slew a little bit just to get off to where it's supposed to be, where the star should be if it was polar aligned correctly. That's where you're gonna start adjusting on the mount. So here it says adjust the latitude. So we would adjust the latitude a little bit until it's at the center of the eyepiece. And then we adjust our azimuth until that's at the center. Once that's all done, you hit next and you're all done there. It's corrected for that. So that's polar align. Um, auto home. Um, 
you can adjust the offset. Usually auto home is not supported unless you have a mount with homing sensors like the EQ8Rs um, do. So this, this mount and a lot of the other mounts do not have that feature. Uh, periodic error training. Uh, you can train your mount. Um, you do need an auto guider on that. The manual will go into details on how to do that if you need to do that. Um, but you will need an auto guider to do the training if you're going to do that through the app. Um, so that's that's available there if you want to do um, any of that. It's kind of an advanced feature. Uh, camera control. Um, the nice thing about a lot of our mounts is we have a snap port on the mount there, including the Star Adventure GTI back here. Um, now, for basic things, let's say you have a camera hooked up. This is for mirrorless and DSLR cameras like Canon, Nikon, Sony, all that fun stuff. And you need a cable to connect from your mount's uh, shutter release port to the mount snap port. Um, this is for the go-to mounts only. This does not apply to the Star Adventures uh, 2i Basic and Star Adventure Minis because they cannot use this app. They're not go-to mounts, um, so none of this applies to that. But for our go-to mounts, you get a shutter release cable, plug it into your camera, that plugs onto the mount, turn it on. And what's nice about this is basically the app can turn into your intervalometer. So if you want to set up just a quick bulb shot where it's like, oh, I want to do 60 seconds or whatever, um, you can hit the bulb thing button and then you just hold the bulb and there's your shutter. Your camera will open up. It'll give you a countdown, but you have to hold the bulb shutter button here at the bottom. And then when you're done, you let go and click. There's a real quick shot of whatever you're doing at that exposure. Now, let's say you want to do a sequence. Um, Nightscape photographers, maybe you want to do a sequence of things. Um, we can go in and do one. Um, we'll go in and edit. So let's see. Here we go. So it's kind of hidden in here, but there's a little button right here with three dots. Click that. That takes you to the edit screen. Um, make sure the enable is on. So I want to take, you know, 20 photos, exposure length. I want it to be 60 seconds with a two second pause in between. Then just hit save. And there's your sequence right there. And once you program your sequence of any nature, you can hit start and that will start your sequence. You can go off and do whatever you want and your DSLR or mirrorless camera will just start doing whatever the sequence is, gives you a countdown run out of how many things you've got going on there. So, and then you can hit stop if you want to hit stop. Um, but that's kind of a cool feature, particularly for like nightscape photographers. Um, for diagnostics, uh, we have our response time. This is something that we might have you run if you're having Wi-Fi connection problems. Um, will uh, run you through that, but you shouldn't have to go into diagnostics too much in there. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the entire app at that point. Um, I know someone, where is it? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so we were in, that was all under utilities. We did user objects and there's settings. Uh, settings, we talked about connect settings earlier. Um, if you're on Wi-Fi, you want to be on network. If you're on serial or USB, you want to hit serial connection. Um, uh, user interface. User interface, this is where you can change a bunch of things. Um, you can actually change the language if you want. Um, we have a bunch of them supported. We have English, uh, Dutch, uh, Spanish, French, um, Italian, 
um, many, there's a lot of languages in here, um, but we can switch to pretty much whatever you want. You just hit that. So there's Italian right there, um, all from a switch right there, a drop down menu. Um, if you want to switch to night version mode, um, again, you can drop down in there um, and we can go on and then it will should apply all that. There's night vision mode where it switches it all to red. Um, so something to check out in there as well. And that is under settings. Uh, let me switch back to off. There we go. Uh, locational data, this is where you'd put in your longitude and latitude if you need to. Um, latitude limit, uh, this is usually preset, but you can actually go in and set limits for how high you want the mount to go so it doesn't hit your tripod. Uh, this also tells it when to, when it needs to flip the meridian. If there's an object that you're going to slew to, it knows that it needs to go on this side of the meridian or this side. This is all through the filters here um, for a limit uh, if you want to do that. Uh, backlash, you can customize your backlash training. Um, most of you shouldn't have to, but it's in there if you need to. Um, just because it's in there doesn't mean you need to mess with it. And then there's, of course, advanced. Um, some of our mounts have auxiliary encoders. Um, our go-to DOBs have auxiliary encoders. The AZ-GTI has auxiliary, AZ-EQ5 AZ and AZ-EQ6. The auxiliary encoders are basically the freedom find where you can disengage the clutch and move it around. You can turn that off and on here. Um, if you're using these mounts for imaging or just go to, I recommend turning the auxiliary encoders off because it really doesn't benefit you and it, it can reduce the accuracy of the mount. So make sure you have the auxiliary encoders switched to off if you're not using them. Um, you can switch the observe the sun mode in there. Um, now, we, because people can be ridiculous sometimes, uh, there's going to be a big danger window, and you're going to have to do a math problem in order to unlock the sun's uh, ability to observe the sun in the in a line on it. But you can switch that. That's under uh, settings, under the advanced features if you need to. And then there's alignment compensations. Um, you can adjust a lot of different things in here. But again, I would recommend, if you don't have to mess with it, don't mess with it. Uh, but that is all the major features inside of the um, setup there. Uh, SynScan Wi-Fi. Um, I'm not using Wi-Fi, but you can set up uh, passwords and stuff like that if you really need to. Um, if you want to go into detail about a lot of that, I would go down here into the help section, and that can actually walk you through um, some of the Wi-Fi uh, connections there if you need to do it. Um, I don't usually recommend people put a password on their Wi-Fi setups. Um, it just It's something that you can get locked out of, but uh, there is all the Wi-Fi uh, settings. This is under help if you need to. Um, we do have station mode um, where you could actually link it up with another Wi-Fi, uh, device. I've had people do that. It does save a little bit of power because you're not pulling off of the internal Wi-Fi. You're pulling off of another internet connection. Um, that's if you want to do it. Um, yeah, so that, if you want to dig into that detail, all the information is right there. Um, I usually just recommend using it as is that case you get locked out. You don't have to do a factory reset on the mount 
clear everything and then start from scratch again. But that's if you have people jumping on your Wi-Fi connection all the time. If you really feel the need, it is in there if you need to. Uh, let's see some questions just to confirm for direct wired connection to an AZ GTI. I need the RJ 11 hand controller to USB serial. Um, I find the best way if you're going to be doing anything to an ASI air is just get an EQ mod cable quick and easy, um, would be my recommendation for that. Um, looks like the app store has not been updated yet. Version 19.0 windows and Android are 19.12. Uh, let me see. Um, I will have to ask about that. I, I don't know. I don't have control of a lot of that, but yeah, it does look like the latest version of the, uh, Apple version is 19.0. Um, Android's 19.6. Now, there are going to be different builds slightly for different devices because certain problems can come up with certain devices, particularly like with Android. When they updated to Android 10 and 11, it screwed up a bunch of things. So we had to go in and fix that. So their build numbers are going to be slightly different from each other depending on what needed to be addressed on that certain thing. So I wouldn't go through and try to match certain build numbers to other device builds because the builds are inherently different from one another depending on what issues might have had to been addressed. But the main functions of all the apps should be very similar um, at their core, but the version numbers may be different depending on what the programmers may have had to address on that particular device. So there's that as well um but do keep an eye out we're always looking to add new features on this that's the nice thing about the app is you can easily adjust all of that um if needed um finally uh there's a lot of people who do like to use this on various uh like sky safari um, Sky Safari and other apps are finally compatible with uh, the SinScan Pro app. Uh, basically how it works, especially if you want to use Sky Safari, is you have to turn on Sky Safari and do your one or two or whatever star alignment first. Keep the app open and then move over to Sky Safari and connect to Sky Safari wirelessly. And then you can do all the fun stuff in Sky Safari if you want to. But it uses our app in the back end there if needed. So uh, hopefully that's it. Awesome. Well, we basically blew through an hour real quick. Um, I hope this has been uh, helpful for a lot of people. Uh, if you have any questions about this, you can always email us at support at skywatcherusa.com. But that is our basic function overview for the SinScan Pro app. Again, this is currently, as, as the recording of this video, available on Windows um android app store as well as the apple app store for your smart device like tablets and iphones um hopefully maybe one day we'll have something for max but currently this is uh what we've got uh if you have any further questions again just email us at support at skywatchusa.com now next week we're heading to the advanced imaging conference in san jose california um we're going to take you guys along with us because we're going to be doing a live stream from AIC. We're going to try to do a walkabout as well. Um, I would like to let you know, let me see if I can find the video here real quick. Um, next week, 
we will not be airing this at the normal time. We are going to be doing it later in the day. Let me pull up the link here. Here we go. That's not what I wanted. So next week, if you want to join us, there will be no 10 a.m. webcast. The webcast will be at 1.15 Pacific time. This is for our live walkthrough of the Advanced Imaging Conference. Come hang out with us for an hour. We'll see who we can pull into the booth and go check out. Um, but again, that is 1.15 next week. It's a special episode from the Advanced Imaging Conference. If you've never been, um, I should probably transition this so you can actually see what I'm talking. There it is. Um, but join us live next week. It's going to be awesome. The first time we've ever done a off-site uh, webcast. Um, so yeah, we will, uh, definitely see you guys there. Um, star adventure GTI win. Um, you need to talk to your dealer in your location there. You should be shipping out in the next few weeks. Um, but again, you need to check with your dealer. Uh, if you don't have one on order right now, you're going to wait a while. So, uh, but check with your local distributor for, uh, star adventure GTI, um, availability. Uh, so anyway, thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next week. Uh, much appreciated. Hopefully this helped you out. And uh, join us from the Advanced Imaging Conference next week. Uh, please have a great weekend. Stay safe and clear skies, everyone. See ya. Bye.